0: Riley here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Tuesday, April 12th, 2022. Stand up for your country. Busy broadcast tonight. We'll have an update on the collapsing American airline industry, not American airlines per se, all of them. So we'll have an update on that. We've got two guests, uh, a former Border Patrol chief, because that border situation is about to get a lot worse. And Monica Crowley has got a new podcast. So we're going to talk with Monica. But first, the Biden administration simply cannot seem to solve any problems. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points Memo. Again, we are not ideologues here. We are not Republicans here. We are people who want the strongest country possible and want you to prosper. That's where we come from. So uh, this morning, the Consumer Price Inflation Index hit the highest in 40 years in March. 8.5% 8.5% up from 79 in February. So this inflation continues to get higher. Uh, the Biden administration has no solution. The only thing they've done is they release some oil from the uh, U.S. oil reserves. How that works is they put the oil on the open market. Oil companies buy it, and then they bring it out to you. But it's way too small to make a difference in national gas prices. All right. So anyway, a uh, 40-year high in inflation it pretty much dooms the Democratic Party for the midterms. But here is the excuse the Biden administration puts forth. Go.
1: So because of the actions we've taken to address uh, Putin, the Putin price hike, we are in a better place than we were last month. Um, but. We expect March CPI headline inflation to be extraordinarily elevated due to Putin's price hike. Putin's price hike. So that
0: was yesterday. And then she said, well, we're going to be better than March. That's not true. Uh, Better than uh, February. Uh, So it's up 0.6%. So, look, Ms. Saki, with all due respect, I hope she goes to MSNBC and has a swell time over there with her compatriots. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She knows nothing about macroeconomics. She is a puppet. She spouts out what they and the White House, Ron Klain uh, and the other advisors to Mr. Biden, not Biden himself. He's simply befuddled. But they tell her, here's what you say, Jen, and she says it. So, you know, but I figured it's. Putin's hey, I'm sure you've noticed everything's getting all more expensive is, with all this printing of money and spending by the progressives. So I am Putin's concerned so the dollar's end could be near.
2: Okay. The second thing is, is the collapse of border security. The dollar the could freefall um, fall and lose its cover. I just want to give you a few as stats overwhelm
0: you. That's but why there's never been a more important time to consider gold. And nine. silver. An American Hartford Gold is the only company I'm happy to put my, my name behind. Encountered I've done control. business with them myself. Right? Last year, it just takes a quick phone a call, and million, they'll have physical silver delivered right to your door, or put inside your IRA. Plus, you tell them it. Bill O'Reilly sent Tremendous, you, and they'll give you up to even $1,500 in in the age of, dollars of free silver Tremendous. on your first order. Surge so don't wait. Please call eight seven seven four four four. So go. 877 year, and that's only five months, GOLD. About 80,0. So we could three, break two. the record easily. Again, 877 is the migration time. Gold in the winter is And in central Mexico, a little cool. But now spring is here. So there's going to be a new surge, and we'll get to that in a moment. Drug seizures. All right, January of this year 50,000 kilos seized. February, 61,000 kilos. You get a sense of trend. This is just seized. I guess maybe 15, 20 percent of a drug smuggle from Mexico gets seized, All right, As you can see, because of the open border, because of lax border policies, this is happening. Um, Biden isn't responsible for Ukraine. And remember, this Talking Points memo is is about Biden's failure to solve any problems. He can't solve Ukraine, but he's not making it worse. He's doing what he should do, in my opinion, there. But his performance in Afghanistan stimulated people like Putin and Xi in China and North Korea because he looks so weak. Uh, then you have the uh, skin color, gender fluidity factor. So the Biden administration encourages... Hiring, promotion, distribution based on skin color and gender fluidity. Okay, That means that certain groups get favorable treatment by the federal government, something the founders did not want. And this is Joe Biden. So all in all, you have a total failure at this point in history. And it's not arguable. The people who say it isn't true don't want to know the truth. Remember, we always go back to people believe what they want to believe. And you can present a million facts to them, but they're going to believe what they want. However, most of the country has turned against Joe Biden at this point in history, and that is the memo. So the president went to Iowa today to talk about how to lower costs for working families. And he, and he's banging the drum about... The Putin price hike again. and this is just you know, I'm sitting there going, this is so transparent, this propaganda, but I guess maybe there's somebody who believes it. If you believe it, please write to me. Bill at bill bill at Bill name in town if you wish to believe it's Putin's price hike. All right, let's go to the border. So there is a new poll by Rasmussen out. All right? It's a fair poll. 33, Republican, 35, Democrat, 32, independent. First question, how do you rate the way President Biden is handling issues related to immigration? All right. Excellent. 12, good. 20, fair. 12, poor. 52, net 32, good. Net 64, bad. A double. Well, that's terrible. Second question, is the problem of illegal immigration getting better or worse? Better 14. Who are those people? 14, where's 55, about the same 27? How important will the issue of immigration be in the congressional elections in November? Net important, 77. Unimportant, 19. And uh, I will tell you that after we see the next four months, and I don't even know if the corporate media, the corrupt corporate media will cover, but surely pictures will get out. So let's bring in uh, Rodney Scott. He is a retired U.S. Border Patrol chief. He's in San Diego. A little background. Uh, he ran a Border Patrol from February 2020 under Donald Trump until August 2021. So he did work in the Biden administration. He is now retired. Uh, and he, as I said, come to us from San Diego. So the big question is, I mean, everyone knows that Joe Biden does want, not want Stringent border control. You know it, I know it, everybody watching. Why? Why doesn't he want it?
3: Well, thanks for having me on, Bill. And that is the question of the day, because how you started out, you know, to solve a problem, you actually have to try. And this administration has done nothing to actually secure the border or slow down the flow. So there has to be an underlying issue. I try not to spec or or, uh, desire, right? I try not to speculate. I think there are some that just have this utopian mindset that you should be able to go wherever you want, whenever you want. Uh, But a lot of people in the Biden administration, like Secretary Mayorkas, they've been around before. They know the implications of these decisions. They're making them intentionally, and they've completely devastated border security uh, across this nation. And it is a real threat. Okay. Now, would I be uh, correct in saying that every Border
0: Patrol agent from Brownsville to uh, San Diego, Chula Vista, would know that they are being overwhelmed would there be anybody in the border patrol at all say no 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 we have it under
3: control absolutely not and this is not a partisan issue Uh, I was in the border patrol a little over 29 years and every administration ebbed and flowed on what they how much they focused on border security but border security was consistently getting better better and better and better until January 21st and then effective programs, the border wall construction, everything was shut down. The dialogue changed and then literally anybody trying to slow down the flow, uh, their suggestions are stymied right now there's no effort whatsoever to control the border. Agents are overwhelmed. Huge sections of border go unmanned every day now and that was not taken place before. And, And that
0: makes it easier to smuggle narcotics into the country and we're seeing that by the overdose deaths. So take us through, walk us through, Mr. Scott, and we really appreciate your candor and honesty tonight. Joe Biden comes in, he's sworn in. First day, he knocks out the return in Mexico pro- policy, which made it easier for the Border Patrol to send people back who wanted asylum. Now, in May, he's going to knock out the COVID policy, Title 42, which again helped the Border Patrol get people back into Mexico. Now, Were you ordered? Did someone call you? Was it an email? Was it a a fax to you to say the Border Patrol policy has now changed because I, Joe Biden, am president and I want a different look? Did you get something like that? How did it go down?
3: Actually, all of the above. Within minutes of the Biden administration or President Biden being inaugurated, uh, our new chief of staff uh, showed up, a political appointee. Uh, and made it very clear they were there to make sure that the border patrol complied with the presidential uh, directives, which that's how they all operate. Uh, but the weird things was immediately communication was shut down uh, and then the executive orders started rolling out. And I do want to clarify for, for everybody, the migrant protection protocols that remain in Mexico program, all of that did was switch. It added due process to the front end of the asylum process. And then they didn't get the prize. They didn't get released into the U.S. until a judge made a decision. Right. right. Under That's the current really, process, they get right. released first. And the Right away. The case flown
0: there. in the middle of the night to places, bus to places, taxpayer picks it up. But federal judges, and as you know, Mrs. Scott, have ruled that Biden is what he's doing is unconstitutional. He's got to go back to the remain in Mexico policy. The Biden administration says, oh, yeah, we're doing
3: that. Is that true? So by the technicality of the law, I guess it is true. But what they leave out is they fundamentally changed the program uh, where we were putting thousands of people into that program a day. The Biden administration now puts about 54. Uh, they lowered the bar uh, for, for allowing people into the U.S. and they changed the, the demographics of who can be in. Uh, now it's restricted to single males and they gutted the entire policy. So, OK, there let me being stop you the there. Technical I'm law, but it's not effective. Interesting.
0: So if, if they have gutted this whole um, policy that Trump had of making it much harder for foreign nationals to enter this country illegally, if the Biden administration has done that, and you can prove it, I can prove it, everybody can prove that they have done it. Again, we go back to the initial question. This is hurting them in the polls. We just read the poll. I think it'll be one of the deciders to throw the Democrats out of power in the November election. I don't know whether Joe Biden is cognizant enough to understand what's happening. Do you have an opinion on that? Do you think it's people behind him? Because he doesn't have a history of being an open border guy, but now he's an open border guy. Is this just a revelation? What the deuce is going on?
3: Yeah, that's another great question. From my firsthand experience in the Biden administration, the political appointees, the non-confirmed political appointees had an undue amount of influence and power. Uh, I rare, I didn't get to interact uh, with, with the Biden administration as far as Biden or the vice president at all. They refused to address anything, border security or, or come meet with us. Uh, the highest level I dealt with was the secretary of DHS. Uh, and I saw the secretary make some decisions, lean, lean forward. And then uh, somebody behind the scenes corrected him and, and put it, put it back. And then it's basically it's over the border all right, today.
0: I, I've got it now. I don't even think Biden, he's never been down to the border uh, in his presidency, correct? Biden's not been down there, right?
3: Not to my knowledge whatsoever. And,
0: and Harris was down there for about an hour in El Paso, and then she split for California, correct?
3: She didn't go to the border. She flew in and out of El Paso. You cannot claim that that's a border visit. That's okay. disingenuous. So they don't care.
0: I mean, the bottom line is that this, the evidence overwhelmingly shows that the Biden administration doesn't care who enters the country, who brings narcotics into the country. They don't care fair statement
3: it's almost worse than that because they're putting an effort to make the border more open it's not like they're just being neutral they're tearing down effective programs so they actively want these people into the country it's amazing
0: all right Mr. Scott thank you very much again we appreciate and if you get any other information please let us know uh, because once this COVID thing is lifted in May you're going to see a flood migrants all over the place caravans all over the place this is going to become a major story again it really hasn't ever stopped being a major story, but it'll become more visible. Thanks again, Ms. Scott. Okay, uh, airline follow up. As you may know, if you watched this last night, and if you missed it, please go to BillO'Reilly.com. If you're premium or concierge members, you can see the show anytime. Uh, JetBlue is falling apart. We're the nation's biggest air carrier. So is Alaska Airways. Uh, they can't get the flights off the ground. They are bringing people to the airport. People are suffering. People can't get where they want to go. There's no regulation by Pete uh, Buttigieg, the the transportation secretary, who is an affirmative action hire based upon his um, lifestyle uh, choice. Uh, And it's a bad, bad situation. Now, this is like the border. So the federal government knows it's happening. The stats are there. And they didn't do anything about it. Okay, Won't, won't fix it. Buttigieg won't fix it. Doesn't try, just like the border. So the update is that we have a piece of tape taken from a JetBlue flight that landed in Newark after a very turbulent air hit the flight. And the passengers obviously wanted to get off the plane. JetBlue would not let them go. Look, man, this is I'll not do something crazy. You can arrest me. I don't want to go back up in the air. Yeah, but do me a favor.
3: Officer,
0: hey, just sit there. officer
4: my kids are panicking. People are sick back there. We gotta get off this plane. I don't
3: want to
4: be on this plane. It's yeah, dangerous. Plane. We tried to land four times already.
3: No. I, I, it's dangerous.
4: No, I We're scared down. to fly. No, we no, want to no. get off. Take me to jail. I don't Please care. take. I don't want to go to jail, but it's not right. We're six hours. It's a three-hour flight. Uh, we've been, we've been it's not your fault. It's not, not their fault. We, we, we just want to get off. Come on.
2: Come
4: on. 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 I, don't I don't care about it. JFK. It's our lives. I
2: don't want to go up. It's our lives. I'm sorry. Obviously it was dramatic. People are sick back there. People
4: are fainting. People are throwing up. A little respect for human beings. How long can we sit on this crap?
2: I held myself
4: in the Morgan Office, not right.
2: Everybody wants to get the hell off.
0: Well, they wouldn't let them off the plane. They had to go to JFK because they said customs was not available in Newark International, which I find extremely hard to believe. Because if there was an emergency, if somebody attacked the cockpit, you would have federal uh, agents all over the place. So, again, this is JetBlue, um, and they blame it on somebody else, as they always do. Always. It's always somebody else's fault. It's never JetBlue's fault. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my
4: podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're
0: not going to hear elsewhere. Okay. Again, I said Alaska Airways, this is a disaster out on the West Coast. They fly all over the place. But just beware. If you have to book a flight, beware. It is terrible. Pete Buttigieg, ridiculous, absurd. The former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, runs the transportation department? Come on. This is, again, the Biden administration. January 6th committee, as you may know, um, they uh, have evidence, they say, for a criminal referral of Donald Trump. They say he incited the riot on January 6th. They don't have nearly enough evidence to convict him of anything. It's all bull. It's all politics. New York Times loves this. They reported this. And again, anonymous sources, people involved in the discussions. Okay, fine. I don't doubt that somebody told the New York Times, oh, we have evidence we can refer him for criminals, blah, blah, blah. not gonna happen because it would be another impeachment, which was everybody knows was a joke. And you know, how many times are you gonna bring Trump in on bogus charges? Now, the committee, the January 6th committee in the House. Public hearings in May and June, they'll do everything they can to take Trump off the board. Everything. Final report in September. New poll by Rasmussen. Um, Biden or Trump better for America? Fair poll again. Uh, Question. Which would be better for America if President Joe Biden is reelected in 2024, if former President Donald Trump is reelected again, or if somebody else is elected president? Biden reelected 28%. Donald Trump elected again, 42%, this is according again to Rasmussen, somebody else, 27%. Second question, has Joe Biden's president been good or bad for the USA? Good, 34. Bad, 52. Not made a difference, 11. Okay. So in this poll, Rasmussen, Trump would be better. Let's go to Monica Crowley, who has a new podcast. Monica Crowley podcast. Is that the name of it? Monica Crowley podcast? <laughs> is that it?
1: Yes, Bill. Yes, that is the name. And I know it's not particularly creative, but it gets you know, right to the point. And I'll let you
0: have I'll, you have no spin, too. I'll, I'll, I'll let you have what <laughs> you can take from us. Monica Crowley. Well, I guess it's self-explanatory. People will know when they hear that. What, how is. often are you podcasting?
1: I'm doing this show three days a week, Bill, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And, you know, I've been approached over the years to do a podcast and never felt the time was right. But now, not only do I think the time is right, but it's necessary because we have no time to waste to save America. So I pull no punches. It actually is a no-spin uh, version of what's going on and all the crazy stuff and how we can fix it. But you're a
0: partisan, though. How can you pull no punches if you're a partisan? You. You worked oh, in the Trump administration. I mean, I you're, you're, you're very conservative. You're down there in yeah. Palm Beach, Florida now with the other Republicans. I mean, you're partisan, aren't you?
1: Well, I certainly am partisan. I am a devout conservative and populist and and pro-Trump, uh, America first American. Um, but you obviously haven't listened to any of my podcasts. I, had, no, I, I have week, to say.
0: I was in Turks, Caicos, <laughs> underwater last week. I couldn't <laughs> I know, listen. I yeah, I am Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, I know you. I mean, come on. I, I put you on the air on Fox. I put you on the air on the No Spin News here. I know what you do. And I'm not casting aspersions. I just want you to explain to the audience, if you are a partisan and you are rooting for the Republican team, and there's nothing wrong with that, what are they going to get? by coming into your podcast
1: well first of all you make a big assumption that i am actually rooting for the republican team bill and what i started to say was you clearly didn't hear my podcast this week because on monday i ripped apart the republican party and all of the establishment uh status quo republicans who refused to fight were in a war for the country and they refused to fight okay well let's so right, good, good. equal opportunity let's get fighter.
0: specific let's get specific Um, So this is a complaint that I hear a lot from Republicans, that the people in the House and the Senate are not fighting to save the country. Give me two things they should be doing.
1: Okay. First of all, the Democratic Party is at war with the country. They impeached Donald Trump not once but twice on bogus issues. They are literally at war. Why is Donald Trump the only Republican, frankly, the only person talking about impeaching Joe Biden on a whole range of criminal activity from the border to the influence peddling? that we've seen. Donald Trump should not be the only one out there talking about this. Kevin McCarthy just yesterday, Bill, said, well, he doesn't want to talk about impeachment because he doesn't want to get, quote, too political. Okay, let me stop you there. Let,
0: Let me stop you there. Wouldn't it be smarter for McCarthy and the Republican Party to sit on the impeachment situation because they need independent votes in November and some independents don't want all this impeachment stuff? Isn't that maybe a good strategy to get Republicans elected?
1: Well, first of all, you gotta get re- the Republican base motivated to get Republicans elected. They're and the motivated. base is absolutely furious. Well, they're excited about voting, but they do feel like their leadership is letting them down from McConnell to McCarthy. Everybody at the top of the GOP, they feel like they are not fighters. They felt Donald Trump was a fighter. That's why they continue to support him. Uh, but no by and large, the Republican well, what, party, they are about... not out there fighting this war.
0: Okay, you. You know these people far better than I know these people, OK? I don't get McConnell at all. The turtle, they call him, right? The turtle. Yeah,
3: yeah, I, right.
0: I, I he killed Kate's law. So I am not an objective observer of Mitch McConnell. I have no respect for the man at all because he could have gotten that law passed. You remember our campaign on that. I think you were involved to some extent on that.
1: I do. Yes, I was. Right. But what what do you think? What is his game? What is McConnell's game? McConnell has two two things, I think, that motivate him. Number one, he absolutely hates Donald Trump. So he's been in alignment with the Liz Cheneys and the Mitt, uh, Mitt Romneys and the other Republicans who hate Trump and do not want him to run again. So he's been working with the January 6th committee and trying to block Trump from ever running again. But Mitch McConnell is also a Washington swamp creature, Bill. He's an establishment guy. And the GOP base now is done with establishment rhinos. Okay, done. You will never see a Republican presidential nominee like a Jeb Bush, a Mitt Romney, or a John McCain. Donald Trump smashed the whole paradigm for what Republican and independent voters want and expect in a Republican leader. So Mitch McConnell's out there and frankly, Kevin McCarthy and the other leaders are out there acting like it's 1996. No, the country is different. The Democratic Party is now essentially a Marxist party trying to destroy the country. And we've got leaders who are acting like, well, it's it's still Bill Clinton's party. And we're going to go along to get along. No, absolutely not. And so on my podcast, Bill, I take apart the Republicans who refuse to fight this war, just as I take apart the Democrat communists.
0: Well, that was a good answer. (laughs) (laughs) Now I got it. All right. See, I was a little hazy in the beginning, but I got it now. So the Monica Crowley podcast, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And how can people uh, get it?
1: Yes, thank you. They can go to any podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, just type in uh, the very uncreative but direct title, The Monica Crowley Podcast, and it should come up. You subscribe, it's free, and it will automatically download to your phone. Don't miss a minute of it.
0: All right. See, it's free. That rattles me. Okay, Monica, thanks very much, and we'll see you soon, I hope, when you come back to New York, all right?
1: You got it. Thanks so much, Bill. Okay.
0: Black Lives Matter apologizes, All right, put it up on the screen, um, quote, we know narratives like this where they got criticized for buying million-dollar properties with donations cause harm to organizers doing brilliant work across the country. We apologize for the distress it has caused our supporters and those who work in service of black liberation daily, unquote. So if you missed it, yesterday we reported Black Lives Matter bought uh, another property in Southern California, six million bucks. Wow, I bet it has a pool. This is on top of the $8 million property in Canada and three other properties in the million dollar range. So this one is a really interesting story. Number one, it was broken by New York Magazine, a far, far left magazine. And number two, A guy named Dwayne Pascal bought this residence, seven bedrooms. You don't know exactly where it is in Southern California, but it's a big one. All right. And then one week later, transferred the deed to an LLC in Delaware so nobody could figure out that it was Black Lives Matter buying the stuff with donations. (laughs) As I said on the radio, if you don't know the flim flam now, you're never going to know it. So next time you see a Black Lives Matter sign in somebody's yard, sticker on the car, maybe you just go over and say, you know, they, uh, they got about mm, $20 million worth of properties uh, they bought. Mm, maybe not. Probably won't matter. All right, the dog, Holly the Terror Dog. Put Holly's picture up there. Okay, so Holly the Terror Dog is has uh, got 3 million Twitter followers, okay? <laughs> The cutest dog in the world. I mean, you know, I know you have a cute dog, but take a look at that face. So, when I saw this poll by one poll, online poll, about dogs, I had to tell you about it because it strikes home. So, 2,000 American dog owners were surveyed by one poll. And this was commissioned by Puppy Spot. Puppy Spot is a community of dog lovers. Puppy Spot. Uh, It has placed more than 200,000 puppies in uh, adoption. So puppy spot is good. Uh, We give money, uh, we donate money to animal uh, protection agencies ourselves. We think that is important. All right, here are the findings, all right? This is, again, 2,000 American dog owners surveyed. 69% consider their dog to be their best friend. 66% Sixty-six percent spare no expense when it comes to their dog. They'll spend anything. Pampered findings. Thirty percent own a pet stroller to carry their dog around. No, no stroller. No, the dog has legs given to it by God. No stroller. And twenty-one percent plan on buying a dog stroller. That's fifty percent of dog owners want to. Push the dog in the stroller. No. 76% of respondents spend nearly 300 hours a year looking for the best treats and toys for their dog. Finally, time away from the dog, 51% take their dogs with them to run errands. 40% take the dog to the restaurant. No. 35% Uh, to a pet-friendly vacation spot. Now, I can understand that, particularly if it's in the rural parts. Okay. Now, serious, okay? Why do 69% of American dog owners consider animal, an animal, or animals to be their best friend or friends? Why? Because that number is really high. And here is the answer. Because human betrayal is rising in America. Now, think back on your own life. If you are betrayed by a person, you never forget it. In fact, if you're bitten by a dog, which is kind of a betrayal, unless you're doing something bad to the dog, okay, you never forget that. But a human betrayal, you never forget. I I don't forget the people who betray me, okay? Never, never forget it. And that used to be rare, not anymore, because loyalty, fidelity, honesty, all have been watered down. So many, many human beings, maybe most, don't trust other human beings very much anymore. But the dog is loyal. The dog likes you no matter what. The dog's not going to betray you unless you don't feed it. And I'd betray somebody who didn't give me food either. I would do it. So the dog is there. It's a constant. It loves you. It provides uh, company. It provides security and all of that. So this is perfectly understandable. Don't get obsessed, though, with the dog. The stroller thing? No. The dog can walk unless the dog's old. All right, if the dog's old, then you can throw the dog in the, in the stroller. But to just stroll the dog around, no. Holly is appalled. Pa, oh, no, stroller. I don't know stroller. She wants to waddle around. Corgis want, like to waddle. But the real important thing here is the betrayal factor. So this is Holy Week, and on Thursday, I'm going to give you a rundown of how we put together the book Killing Jesus, which is fascinating, and I've never done it before. And I'm going to do it in the Talking Points Memo. That's Thursday, okay? So the key one of the keys to Holy Week is the betrayal of Jesus the Nazarene by Judas the Apostle. It is an amazing story if you really delve into it. Just want to flag that for you. They say in history, April 12, 1945, Franklin Delano Roosevelt dies at age 63. A relatively young man who did not look young, he served 12 years as president and in 1951 Congress passed a law limiting the presidency to two terms. FDR had four terms. Now, he died of a cerebral hemorrhage, all right? He you know, smoked a lot and he had polio and I mean we we really go over FDR in the book Killing Patton, you can learn everything about him. But he was the third best president ever. And a lot of conservative traditional people reject that. But Lincoln was the best president because of all he had to deal with. Washington, number two, because Washington could have destroyed the country by crowning himself king, which a lot of Americans wanted him to do. And then FDR. Why FDR? Because there were two major events in his administration. The first one was the Great Depression. So Herbert Hoover sat there for four years and didn't help anybody. He was a disaster. He was, you know, he rivals Joe Biden and James Buchanan as the worst president. And then Roosevelt came in and he had to turn it around. The first thing he did was he started to provide safety nets so people wouldn't starve to death, which you have to have in a civilized society. Then he put in the FDIC, which means if you put money in a bank and something happens to the bank, you get your money back. There was no FDIC insurance before. So when the banks collapsed, people lost all their money. Think about it. People lost every cent they had in the bank. The bank collapsed. They can't get the money back. So FDR, not Hoover. Hoover could have done it. FDR did it, all right? He established 40-hour work week because kids were being abused, women in these sweatshops. Um, He established minimum wage, overtime, all of this. Then World War II happened, and Roosevelt was right in the middle of this and steered the country to victory. Now, did Roosevelt make mistakes? Yeah, plenty of them. He should have known Japan was going to attack, and he knew Hitler was killing the Jews and others, and he wasn't aggressive enough there in the beginning because most Americans didn't want to go to war. And FDR was a politician above all else. But he died, um, Was it, 76 years ago today, and um, third best president. Okay, good mail segment, good final thought. Please hang tough. We'll be right back.
2: Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up.
5: assistance. Help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com carlson and save 20% today.
0: OK, let's go to the mail. Jolene, concierge member. Jolene gets access to me directly. Bill, my flight on Saturday from Oklahoma City to Seattle was canceled. Alaska Airlines didn't let me know. I had a three-hour trip each way to the airport. My family took me to the airport, lost the entire day. It was anguish. Yep, Alaska Airlines, JetBlue, and the others, no quality control. Thank you, Pete Judge. Lynn Quick. Olita, Tennessee. My question, why is there a shortage of pilots? What happened to them? COVID. All right. Many wouldn't get vaxxed. And uh, many retired. And they just left. And now they don't have enough. So they shouldn't schedule flights if they don't have pilots. Sue Dalton, Cave Creek, Arizona. I'm watching your the denouncement news regarding your issue with the delay. Of the flights, you stated the reason was no pilot. The reason for staff shortages with the airlines is the vaccine mandate. Part of it. Part of it. No doubt about it. David, love the part when you said the supervisor on JetBlue was a wise guy. And your animated commentary made me laugh out loud for real. All of us who get hosed by the airlines can totally relate. I did inject humor, but it isn't humorous because people are suffering badly. Lee, concierge, remember JetBlue announced they would buy Spirit Airlines if approved. If that gets approved, I mean, you can just forget it as far as the federal government is concerned. JetBlue has got to reorganize itself. It doesn't acquire anything. God. Wayne, please remember that the gate attendants may be as ignorant of the reason for the delay as you are. I understand. But they have a responsibility to keep people updated. If they can't, they say, I can't keep you updated because my company isn't telling me anything. Right? Donna Furderer, Kittering, Ohio, for JetBlue, the delay was weather, whether or not they had a pilot. <laughs> Very good, Donna. James Holland, El Paso, Texas. Hey, Bill, I'm a retired Greyhound bus driver, 35 years. It's the same thing at Greyhound. Same thing. Can't get drivers. A lot of drivers don't want to get vaxxed. Greyhounds late, late, late all over the place. Rod, Ireland, Louisville, Colorado, in the mountains. Biden and his administration have warned the American public there will be food shortages this summer. I would like to know what steps the administration is taking to prevent that. I don't know. I don't even know if there's going to be a food shortage. The story, as I say, is thin. Kathy Latchford, Rancho Cordova, California. Did Holly go on vacation? Holly is afraid of sharks. Holly does not go underwater. Holly has three coats. She'd look good with a snorkel, but she'd eat it. Anyway, my sister minded Holly. Okay, so let's get serious about Killing the Killers. It is out three weeks from today. Here is the strategy. You order it now. You get it first. You get a free sticker. Don't put the sticker up. You want the sticker. It comes with it. Here's the deal. Mother's Day, Father's Day coming up. Get mom, dad, granddad, grandma a premium membership, you get Killing the Killers free. So therefore, you give your parents, grandparents a nice gift, premium membership, and you get a free book for yourself. This is called managing your money. This is perfect. It's perfect. They will love the premium membership. You know, we have an 88% retention rate. When I said the monica is free, We charge not a lot. We keep it down, but people like the service. So I hope you check out Killing the Killers. Word of the day, do not be oblique, O-B-I, O-B-L-I-Q-U-E. All right. Back with a final thought in a moment. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. s.com/bill for more details see ahs.com/contracts for coverage details including limit amounts fees limitations and exclusions new jersey residents the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer Okay, here's the final thought of the day. You're not going to see a lot of reporting on the airline's collapse on the corporate media, the corrupt corporate media. Why? Why won't you see a lot of it? Because the airlines advertise on those networks a lot. They're never going to criticize them. That is why you're with me on the No Spin News on 77 WABC Common Sense. That is why you are here. We are not beholden to anyone. We will tell you the truth about everything. This airline thing, every media company should be pounding it because it's hurting you. They won't. They want the money from the airlines. This is a very important final thought of the day. Think about it. Spread the word. BillOReilly.com. No spin news should be in every American home because we are living in very troubled times. You need to know the truth. We'll see you tomorrow.